and welcome back to another episode of Loss of Down. It has been a couple weeks, but boys and girls, we are finally back. And not only are we back, it is an in-person episode. I am your host, Stephen Weed, of course, always join me, my co-host, on the couch right next to me, Mr. Walter Lukashensky. While we said a little bit earlier, this is the longest we've gone without seeing these gorgeous faces as I pinch his cute little chubby cheeks. Uh, since we started the class year, well, going on about two, two and a half years ago. It's good to see you, man. And in person, nothing's better. You know, it's it's really nice to get here, even though, as everyone at home understands, this was a hell day. For me and for Raiders Speak fans. for yourself. Like, yeah, for you. I'm sure you're pretty happy with it. And things. we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Uh, well, all I'll say is this. is The girls really let the guys have it this year. Internationals Women's Day. Really one for the boys this year. So Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, girls let us have one. So this is a good day. It's a good International Women's Day. I agree. Shout out to the women. Really, uh, really putting it out for us. And I was going to say Shailene Woodley, but I don't know. Oh, my God. We can't talk about Shailene Woodley. Yeah, you're right. See, we already have Green Bay fans that I feel like they're finally healing. We talk about this. You and I have talked about this quite a bit, how... Aaron Rodgers consistently goes through women, and every time the Green Bay faithful believe that they directly affect how the Packers do, who is it going to take to get Aaron Rodgers to, I don't know, be back to that 2010 form? He's back-to-back MVP. He's already in that form, baby. Well, okay, yeah, but going back to what we were saying before the podcast started, NFC title games. We need to get him over the hump this year. NFC's kind of weak. This feels like an opportune time. We just need to get him the right woman. Well, with the news that we'll go in today about a great quarterback in the NFC, flipping over to the AFC, it seems like it's wide open. But you know, Aaron, and the Packers are always ready to rip my heart out when it comes to January. This past 10, going on 11, hopefully not 12 years. But now I get to be excited. Kind of like how you always talk about how you get the offseason is basically your season. You're excited. All your hopes are basically reality in your head. Now I'm right back on that train. It's the same for Packers. We get our heart ripped out because they fuck up in the playoffs, shooting themselves in the foot. Give us about a couple months, and now we're right back on that train. I'm pumped. Well, see, okay, so this time of year, though, we're talking about this offseason fun stuff. The Combine obviously happened this last week. That's one of my favorite three-day stretches of the year, and it's ridiculous because you're watching college kids run around in basically compression shorts. And it gets me fired up every single time. That's kind of weird. That's kind <laughs> it's of a, a little red weird. flag. Yeah, it's a red flag. It's a and big red flag. You have the mullet. You have the mustache. <laughs> I'm kind of... I'm oh, saying. yeah. They don't get to see it at home. I whipped out the mustache today. I'm even doing the... I don't know what you call this, but... He's basically doing what the kid from Gonzaga was doing last year in yeah. the playoffs. Sex sells. That's why we're going to get big. And it's all starting with the stash right here. Well, if sex sells, that's exactly why we don't have video in our podcast. Okay. So I said... <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> what I said the other day on Pigskins and Nylon, I want to say it here too, is that Jordan Hey, whoa, whoa, no free ad. That was not an ad. You'll see. It's getting back to NFL. No free ads. Jordan Davis. You know how when My you God. see a poodle... In a great game. They're both dogs. But really, that's yeah. what... Imagine if you wind me up in compression shorts. Go on. And I do the exact same drills as the combine. Immediately following him, 
Do you realize how awesome that would be for viewership? I'm like the fat pug that an 80-year-old woman can't exercise anymore, so it just sadly sits on the couch. And you know what I'm talking about where it's like legs are both out to the same side and it just looks sad and yeah, pouty? Yeah, so you're all gray and smushy and have like the rolls in your face. And I already got the rolls in my face, is what I'm saying. It's perfect. And Jordan Davis said it's like the Mountain St. Bernard dog that scares me and like I have to like he hide behind. Like a greyhound. Yeah, he runs like he four seven eight. He ran a four seven eight, and the guy unofficial, literally officially a four eight. <laughs> no, no, no. It was unofficially a four eight, and then they corrected it to a four seven eight. So it was like the opposite of what happened to Chris Olave, where he talk about a rough break for him. You think you have the fourth fastest time in combine history, and then an hour later they're like, oh. Uh, it's average, we fucked almost. up. Yeah. Ah, four, yeah, it's average. Think about that. It's four, scary. three, eight, four, three, nine, whatever it was, and we're like not that impressed. Think about how in, like crazy that is that the athletes now are just. And I got into a, a, a not an argument, a discussion with a friend this week talking about how it feels like the athlete today is better than the athlete was 15 years ago, and even though the 40 times are pretty comparable. The metrics across the board are continually in, like improving. And again, talking about Jordan Davis, the guy's like six foot six, six seven, whatever, like 350. He breaks the broad jump record for guys over 300 pounds. 10 feet three inches. Which holy shit. Imagine, can you imagine that human being chasing you? Like with the intent of tackling and hurting you? No. I would like it scares me right now. People check their closet for the boogeyman. I'm checking for Jordan Davis. That is that is factual. I, I'm I'm interested to see where he's gonna go. What if he ends up somehow Tampa Bay snags him? Vita Vey and him together. <laughs> that's just a that's a definite that's just a pipe dream that just Well, I'm just imagining basically Ted you remember Ted Washington. Of course. Yeah, see, Ted Washington was an awesome braider, and a braider's a term that I like coined with a friend Tyler and I who will get to a little hint about guests coming up here before long but my friend Tyler the one that goes to the draft with me all the time we decided like there have been a ton of Raiders and Browns because our teams have been dog shit that they just basically hand back and forth and we basically coined the term Braider. Ted Washington like a 6'2 360 pound guy gut bigger than mine just the perfect nose tackle this is a new wave. Ted Washington was a guy that you put out there deliberately to shut down the A-gaps. Jordan Davis in the new age notes tackle, defensive tackle in general, it's, I mean, genuinely scary. These guys are athletes now. And to your point, I think like the middle of the pack athletes right now that we're seeing, I think that they could be upper tier Basically a star in the NFL back in the day, strictly on athleticism. They're just a lot faster, a lot prettier. Now, your Deion Sanders, all those, obviously, I think that they thrive no matter what. But, wait, are you telling me that Josh Rosen would be an all-star? Yeah, I was going to say, don't lock ourselves into that team. No, absolutely, we're not. But you just see, so, like, there's just, there's so much access to how players are working out, what they're working out, specifics to train them to be so fast so strong. Like look at DK Metcalf. It feels like those types of players are so much more prevalent just happening where they're just like, look at Aaron Donald. Look at fucking Aaron well, Donald. He's not a, like, I mean, not big in, I'm not saying he's not big in like muscle sense. He's not that tall. 
He's not a guy that yeah, he's traditionally only like six six one. Yeah, exactly. Which he's I know a big dude. Yeah, but like for football standards, a guy like that wasn't supposed to be the best player in the NFL. No, not and at all. The, that's a, a, a testament to how hard he works. Most too. dominant player in the NFL. Very sure. much so. But I had something else a second ago, and this is how my brain usually works. I've already lost it. We were talking. Oh, Evan Neal. Okay, so another thing is, do you remember? A lot of people, I'm sure, even our age. Larry Allen, the lineman for the Dallas Cowboys back in the day, he has a bunch of just freak of nature highlights in his own right. He's kind of like the Reggie White of offense from the era. Yep. And there is well, like basically his one of his most popular clips or clips that people go to all the time is not even him blocking. It's after I believe Troy Aikman, I think it was Aikman at the time, threw a pick and he 350 pounds and all runs down the middle linebacker who made the play. And that was such a big deal at the time. John Madden's like, holy shit, look at this guy. Look at this fucking fat man run down the field. R.I.P. Madden. Yeah, R.I.P. Madden is right. And But that's that's a commonplace now. We see athletes like Evan Neal. He's not as cut up as Tyrone Smith yet. But he is. he goes to the podium. He's just like, oh, yeah, I weighed. I, it was something like 335-ish. And everybody is like, uh, no, you don't. I, that's not 335. You look 250, sir. <laughs> he is strong. He's an athlete before he is the heavy man. And that was for the longest time. It was like, you have to be a fat man to play tackle. You need to be a fat man to play the line. He's a true athlete. And his feet are incredible. This is a new age of football. And it's why the draft is so cool now. Because you're finding gems everywhere. I know we're describing only first-round talent right now. But there are guys like the Aaron Donalds of the world that aren't going to be drafted in the first round that are going to make a huge difference. And that's why this time of year might be my favorite time of year for football. This week's recap segment is brought to you by Abby Turner Creative, your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, high-end photography, fashion, advertising, and more. Especially if you are at me and Wally's age or college graduations, engagements, weddings, baby pictures, you name it. Feels like they're happening every weekend. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check her out for yourself on abbyturnerphoto.com or on her Instagram at Sawdad and Sapphire. Again, abbyturnerphoto.com. Let's put that on hold here for a few Yeah, I got weeks. riled up. I got, I got riled up. I'm sorry. The combine just happened. Because we the combine did just happen, but today, Tuesday, March 8th, we had the franchise tag, the franchise tag deadline. We got the new league year starting within the next eight days. Should be on the 16th. Whew. So it's about as really starting up. Then we'll get to your draft. We'll get to all that, buddy. Oh, uh, this this two months. I'm telling you, this is the best two months of the year. Because this is when, and you aren't there yet. You are a loser, by the way. What the hell did I do? No, you and Packers fans, I thought that we were going to have like a fellowship. Like you were going to finally understand after 40 years what rebuilds look like. And I'm like, you can join me. It's going to be so fun. The draft, and guess what? Aaron Rodgers signs this deal. Four years, $200 million, 153 guaranteed. I know you're thrilled, but oh, at the same time, we had a chance to bond. And you ruined it because you wanted to win championships. Well, we have to find another way to bond. And before we find that way to bond, we want you to know that this episode is brought to you by Tabbies.com, the premier Delta 8 edible on the market. T-A-B-E-A-S-E.com. Make sure you use promo code FOOTBALL for 20% off and free shipping. We also want you to know that this episode is brought to you by Fuck Putin. 
<laughs> I was wondering, like, who else do we got right here? Yeah, that's not, that's you know that's the only free ad that we're gonna give out. Yeah, no free ad. Sorry. Uh, no. All right. Yeah, you know that's fine. Well, I guess we'll give them prayers for Ukraine. <laughs> Fuck Putin. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. Wally stole it right from underneath me because he's a salty little bitch. I am for the next reason that we'll get into. But before the quarterback in Green Bay do agree on a four-year, two hundred million dollar. Extension with 153 million guaranteed. Allegedly, we're still figuring that out because right after that story came out, Aaron said, "Yes, I am returning to Green Bay next year." No, that is not the contract. That is inaccurate, and I have not signed anything yet. Which, of course, he said that. By the way, I have to cut you off. That is the most Aaron Rodgers thing of all time to realize. Hey, I had three hours in the sun. People were talking about me. It was my day. The Packers and I agreed to a big deal. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter come out of the woodwork. Hey, guess what? Big deal. We got a trade. Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos. And Rodgers, like <clears throat> only Rodgers can do. Yes. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I haven't signed a deal yet. We have not agreed. Please pay attention to me, everybody on Twitter. And these have all been strategic stories being broken out or... Him going on the Pat McAfee show and, oh, you know what, I haven't, you know, I just haven't decided yet, but it's coming soon. I have never seen Aaron Rodgers and my Green Bay Packers talked about so much these past two years. They have talked about him specifically and the team the past two years more than the last decade of his quote-unquote excellence or however you want to portray him or paint him in your mind. So it's insane. And with... In between the NBA All-Star break and just this blank period of before the combine and, you know, obviously before this date, all they talked about was Aaron Rodgers. Is he coming back? Well, what does this mean? Well, what does this mean? Apparently, allegedly, he also sneezed at the same time as farting. Does that mean that he's going to be moving to Tennessee? He bought land in Tennessee, but why would he not want to go to Vegas? What about Denver? He looks like he likes to get really high. That shit's legal out there. Why would he not want to go on top of being... On top of having a great roster, Nathaniel Hackett. These were all strategically placed throughout the duration of the offseason. And I'll get I'll give him the kudos. He didn't let it linger. Yeah, he let it linger. You looked me somehow. in the face and you could even feel it. You're like, I don't know about that one, Jim. Why? <laughs> well, I, I, I walked it back a little you bit. You did. I you walked, walked it back. back. I'll give you that. Bit. You walked it back. But. At, at the end of the day, the, is the contract great? Mm. I like it. It what? gets Aaron Rodgers. We needed him. It gets him up for the next five years. So essentially the next two years before this shit starts circling around again. And at the end of the day, this is something that Green Bay in the front office, before Brian Gutekunst ever took over in, in his position, this is something that the front office directly did. From not, not giving Aaron a supporting cast defensively. Or maybe not not enough offensive weaponry during this last decade since the last Super Bowl appearance. This is all stemming. Like it, he finally had the straw that broke the camel's back in the playoff loss in Jordan Love draft pick. And yeah, he wants to make it all about him. He's a drama queen. He's a shithead. He hates his family. But you know what? I mean, if you're going to be a drama queen, you might as well be Aaron Rodgers. That's my drama queen, shithead-hating family member. That's my quarterback. That's my. Drama and you got four queen. more years. And I got five more years. Oh, you, you have got five years. It's a four. And it's no, a four. but four sounds better. It's kind of like that president thing. Four more years. Four. Oh, you just reelected Rodgers. Side note: I was watching Colin Coward today. Shout <laughs> out right, Colin let's Coward. Hear it. 
And he had Peter King on for NFL as as he does often. What is more impressive? I think I'm going to be Robin one. Williams. How is that relevant? Oh, tell me you don't remember the Peter King tweet. Like, hey, I'm I'm at a restaurant here in Milwaukee. Just told the waiter, hey, Robin Williams died. You sad. He was like, he couldn't say a word. He just walked away. For as <laughs> for the expertise and how high that dude is up for NFL, that dude has like 2,600 followers on Instagram. And yet, he still does not respond back to me. I Keep sending. Keep, that's what we're doing. Which, before we get... me because of the old dick pic thing. Oh, oh, that makes sense, though. But Before we get, before we get. Before we Peter get, Peter King was on Colin Coward saying, what's more impressive, the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches in the last 53 years of their franchise, or the fact that Green Bay's had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and if you do all the math together in a, in a perfect world, that the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, 34 years between them. If I have, say I have Aaron Rodgers for five more years, literally since the, it's day, basically I was, 40. the day I was born until then, which is 34 years. And one to people that are 39. only quarterback. <laughs> I would be 34, and those are the only two quarterbacks I've ever seen play for my football team. Talk about being spoiled. Yeah, well, you and have. I'm the first one to admit that. And, yeah. that's, yeah, and, that's and I'm fucked. But you know what? I'm not fucked for another five years. <laughs> so eat a dick. All that, all that off-season talk that I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of looking excited about this. About the rebuild mode, and because I like the pieces that Green Bay has, and if Aaron's not going to be there, they'll be able to bring back a lot of the pieces like Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, you know, Paige Jari Alexander, you know, just have some studs around and make it like a run first team with a great defense. But you know, I don't have to fucking worry about that. I got five more years, and on top of that, Devontae Adams franchise tag, praying. That that's going to lead to a long term deal sooner rather than later for you. Man, oh man, Green Bay, we're fucking here. A lot of moves need to be done. Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, and Kenny Clark all did a little bit of restructuring on the contracts (laughs) to open it up with the additional 25 plus mil in the cap space that was risen around the league. This is going to help out a little bit. And there's going to be more news and everything about Aaron's contract once it's officially signed. But that's my two cents. And holy shit, baby. I want... Mm. You, holy shit, and shove me in it, Walter. I'm fucking here. Say, oh, this is, okay, I've got like a million things to say. I don't know what I want to say first. So one of my favorite things about us doing these in-person shows is the fact that we kind of get to talk over each other. And that's why... Hopefully, what, learning OBS, people at home want to send ideas to help learn that. Love to hear it. But once we get that going on, you'll get to see video, and we're going to be able to talk over to each other, which I feel like gives you more of that natural feel. But then, okay, from a less of a uh, housekeeping perspective, a few things. Need your opinion. Do I talk Devontae Adams? Do I talk Aaron Rodgers? Do I bring up my Steelers point? Or do I bring up the guests now? What do you want me to bring up? Dealer's choice. All right, cool. Well, you said dealers. It rhymes with Steelers. The happiest man on earth today is Big Ben. Can you imagine if Big Ben got followed up by Aaron Rodgers? If there was maybe one quarterback that's more of a drama queen in the entire league, it was Big Ben. He is so happy right now because you cannot convince me that he is not rooting for the Steelers to fail next year. He does not want. Oh, no. I think a lot of it. He'll want them to start winning in like two or three years. He doesn't want it to be right after he leaves. He does not want it to be a, I was part of the problem. Well, they're good. They got Mason Rudolph. They're good, man. <laughs> True. What, what is it? Uh, 
My friend, oh my god, it was like Ride the Sleigh. Oh my god, I, it's fine. I'll remember it for Mason. It's Rudolph. It was Rudolph. It was something about a sleigh. Doesn't matter. Sidetrack. Rudolph Side Reindeer. Yeah, Live we've show. Had, we've all had childhoods. <laughs> all right, that was my Steelers point. Then, Check. All right, Packers. You had to make this deal. You had to agree with Aaron Rodgers. You cannot let the best player in your franchise's history, and for the Green Bay Packers, that is a real testament to how special... Aaron Rodgers is. You cannot let him go regardless of the price tag at the end of his career. The Penguins, people at home probably know I'm a hockey fan as well. We're going through a very similar thing with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. They have to re-sign these guys because as much as it sucks, you know you're forfeiting years at some point. And that's not the same for Aaron Rodgers yet. But you have to keep these guys here. It is At some point, it's as important as protecting the team's legacy as well as the players. These guys have to stay there. you got to keep Aaron Rodgers, even if it's $50 million a year. And he is playing at a very high level right now. I'm sorry. I, I know that some people aren't happy with it. If I'm a Packer fan, I'm like you. I'm doing backflips through the street. I'm doing YMCA in front of the I'm just the happy the man's home. back. Hopefully all this shit is over with when you know it's not going to be. Well, you mentioned Shaleen Woodley earlier. The fact that they're broken up, maybe that is finally done. Then I guess we'll get to Devontae Adams. I'm heartbroken. I'm still convinced he'll be a Raider next year. Yeah, no, he I, won't. It's a long time deal. No, he is He is a Raider. He's a Raider. I want to leave the greatest quarterback ever. I'm because, dear, oh my God. Because that hurt, dude. You can't even get it out. Stop, stop even, please. I, I don't want to do this. You can't even don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. I hurt enough today. I just thought that Devontae was mine. Antonio and he's Brown not. is the back on the market. Don't, 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 don't. Was, I've already had the jokes today. Like, Wally, can you imagine if Amari Cooper was a Raider? I'm like, God, I just hate everything. About that is right. Why would they be selling at a little bit cheaper of a time? I would actually... I Okay, seriously? Could, could widely, widely, like my arms to this... I don't know. What's wide? Something wide. That's how wide my arms are open right now. Willing to bring Amari Cooper back in. I'm okay with it. That's extremely descriptive. Yeah, I know it was. And... But, I mean, this is a thing that not only Raiders fans, but you have fans in the area, like Browns fans. They know that the wide receiver market was supposed to be flooded. And instead, you have guys like Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, and Mike Williams isn't a, uh, or wasn't signed to a franchise tag, but he was re-signed today. You have all three of those guys gone. It was supposed to be a really loaded class. Amari's the only one left standing at the top there. And you got to imagine that's probably going to help drive his value up. That's why I think you're going to see at least the Raiders out of it. Maybe the Browns make a move for him, but I think you're going to see a lot of teams just going to be focused on the draft instead. Well, the Raiders are <sighs> out of it, as Wally was saying. They'll trade for him. Trying to, <laughs> they'll, tra- they'll trade for him. It was, a, it was just a deal because we, we're just trying to work a trade out. That's all it is. Speaking of trades, Russell Wilson traded to the <laughs> Broncos here today. <laughs> Denver sending Drew Locke, Noah Fant, two first rounds. Two second rounds and a fifth round pick for Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. This is a loaded roster. Russ is walking into a buzzsaw of a division here in the AFC. One less great quarterback out of the NFC for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to take advantage and rip my heart out in the NFC Championship game. But Russ is now in your division and on a different team. Where you know, on paper, it all looks amazing, but you know it's going to work because Russell Wilson is that glue for that, is the glue, is the quarterback they have been missing. 
And man, oh man, you gotta be shaking in your boots. Do you want bitch. me to? <laughs> do you want me to walk you through my thoughts today? That was mean, by the way. Yeah, I, I was just sitting here nicely processing what you said. I start and then I get a just a shot out of nowhere, a stray, a random bitch shot. But it's fine. It's International Women's Day. We don't say bitch on International Women's Day. I'm sorry. We don't say B word on International Women's Day. Bitch means female dog. (laughs) I'm talking to a. Yeah, no, International Women's Dog Day. No. Anyway. No, no, that's not what that means. Anyways, so. Oh. Michael Robinson, thank you. I would literally have missed it. Dude's fucking ass. Like, look at how he's sitting. Like, dude, you're sitting with William McGinnis, then. Sorry, we have total access on right now, and I, we couldn't figure out what Michael Robinson's name was until they actually just showed it up on the screen. Anyways, so, walking you through my thoughts today. When it first happened, man, uh, the best way I can describe it is that what went through my head is kind of what Andrew Whitworth said after the Rams lost to the Patriots a few years ago in the Super Bowl. At the end of the day, we're all going to die alone, and we're in this we're like isolated as people and at like no matter what our bodies are going to break down and really what matters nothing so yeah that was my initial thought it was a dark day afterwards i immediately started raider rationalizing my head you guys know i'm not a very big russell will not to say i don't think he's a good quarterback i think he's a very good quarterback i don't think he's elite and everybody's making this out to be he's the greatest guy of all time I don't see it. I don't think that this really changes the narrative much in the AFC West. And by that, I mean the Chiefs are still going to run it. The Chargers still are flush with young talent. The Broncos are probably a playoff team now. But do you see them coming out of the AFC West? No, of course not. I, I Chiefs, Chargers are probably still ahead. And I, I know I'm a homer. I know I'm the biggest Derek Carr stand on earth. But I think that Derek Carr and Russell Wilson are eerily similar quarterbacks. The only difference is that Russell Wilson has had the fortunate event of being on a team that had a defense at the start of his career and had very good weapons following that. Derek Carr, on the other hand, what, no defense? Never had better than a top 20 defense, including this year. He threw this year, after Henry Ruggs' DWI death felony arrest, Who's he throwing to? I mean, nobody. Deshaun Jackson, the ghost of Deshaun Jackson? Hunter Renfro is an outstanding slot, but is he a one or a two? No. Yeah, Darren Waller's a very good tight end, but you need more than that. Look at what the Patriots struggled with for years with Tom Brady and just having tight ends. You need a weapon. We don't have it there in Oakland. Oakland. We don't have it there in Vegas. That's your team. You can't even get it right. (laughs) I just am frustrated. I, I think that people marry themselves to their opinion on quarterbacks in the first couple years of their career. And it takes a Herculean effort to push them off of that take. And I think that's why people are so in love with Russell Wilson and why they're so not in love with guys like Derek Carr. I mean, the dude is, the dude is a winner. And yeah, granted he, he walked into a very good situation defensively those first few seasons, but don't make it seem like he still wasn't that guy. Well, he, again, he was a very good quarterback. Yes, like he's not a guy who's putting up five thousand yards. He's not elite. I don't. He still has never put up forty two hundred yards in a season. But there's a reason Check he's that. never got a single MVP vote. Yeah, and I get the the reason. I think, and I'm not like fully on your side. I'm a little bit because I I want to dive into the numbers. I don't think you're. 
don't think it's on a, a bad trajectory you're on, Peter. I like that. The Derek Carr comparison is really good. Is he elite? I I think Derek Carr is very good, so I also think Russell Wilson is very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm with on, you. I'm on that short list that's kind of with you here. But yes, Russell Wilson had the narrative of never really having an offensive line, always having to play under Pete Carroll, who just for some reason is just just can't adapt in the modern game and wants to have a running game with the aforementioned no offensive line. So it never made sense. So everyone kind of put him on this pedestal of outside of winning and putting up more wins than Peyton Manning in the first nine season, seasons of an NFL career. He was also overcoming the offensive line and bad play calling, coaching, so on and so forth. Okay. I want to do an exercise because I think that no, a lot of times... Not physically, right? No, I mean, not us. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Everyone out there run a couple miles. Yeah, yeah. You let us know how it goes. Uh, but when you come back, let us know that this exercise, I think it's a verbiage thing where people are so hung up on like the phrases elite, good, or if you don't think somebody's elite, you know how people, it's like, you think they suck? Well, it's, that, it's getting tossed around more. Like, I remember, I can't remember who, who said off the top of my head, but GOAT. GOAT is just being so... Everyone's being desensitized by the word yes. goat because so they just true. use it. Like, holy shit. Like, this is the goat of candles I'm using right now because it's sugar cookie. And if you haven't you haven't really said anything about it, so I'm kind of feeling insulted. <laughs> more more I'm or more less, of a Kylie's going to be insulted. See, I'm a piney candle or more it is of a cologne candle. or cologne? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or like a, a like a summer flower. Yeah, like a colonial. I, I want to I wanna feel like... A, like uh, butter's being churned. Exactly. You want to hear it a little bit too as the flame's burning. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. But what I'm saying is that I want right now, because I think that if people actually just look and say, hey... Where would I put this quarterback in terms of these guys you'd want on your team for one season? That's where I think we're all going to agree that Russell Wilson isn't at the tier we think he is. Either that or we're saturating these tiers way too much. So let's just go through. I'm going to go through this list right now that NFL.com Greg Rosenthal had out this last month ranking all 62 starting quarterbacks. We're not going to go all through all 62. I fucking hope not. <laughs> And I'm going to like eliminate Tom Brady because he's not going to be playing next year. But That's I, another quarterback out of the NFC for Aaron to be able to take advantage of. Very true. NFC South, gone. NFC East, yeah, fucking right. Matt Stafford, and then who else? I mean, Kyler Murray, if he ever wants to stay healthy. Well, I don't even think he's that great. I mean, I was going to say, I really the NFC doesn't have a ton of great quarterback play. But I was just going to, I'm going to spitfire a few names right now and just think in your head, or, and you obviously tell me what you think, but the people at home think in your head, would you rather have Russell Wilson for this year, for one season, or the other quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. You'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Josh Allen. I'd rather have Josh Allen. Your silence is deafening. You oh, would now, rather. Oh now, oh, now you'd rather. Have oh, Josh I'm, Allen. I now won't be a Josh Allen stand. Oh, I have to be fucking. No, I I walked back what I said after the Chiefs uh, when they lost to the Chiefs. I no, even said, right, "Wow, you know what? The Bills are better than I thought they were." Like right now, this year for for, for this year, one year for one year. Currently, yeah, I would take Josh Allen over. Okay, cool. So those two, Justin Herbert, I would prefer yep. to have Justin Herbert. Matthew Stafford, I would prefer to have Matthew Stafford. Why? If I wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not. Or he's good. He's not. I'm talking about this year. Wait, is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think he is. Because I, I think at this point he's on the trajectory. He still has work to do. Oh, my God. But I think that he is more on the side than 
perhaps a Matt Ryan or a Matthew Stafford. I think they're really. Would you rather have Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson? Oh, Russell Wilson. Okay, next. Because Matt Ryan's not a good quarterback. And for you at home that think he's a Hall of Famer, go to hell. No, wrong. Anyways, Joe Burrow, I'd rather have Joe Burrow. Of course. Patrick Mahomes. First of all, this guy is Patrick Mahomes 7. Anyway, yeah, Good Patrick fuck Mahomes. Pat Mahomes on the next one. Yeah, but we agree. All right, I'd probably have... I prefer Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray. Yep. Dak Prescott, I... This is where we're starting to get to what I'm talking I'd about. Take, I'd take Russell over Dak because of, like, through his health the last year and a half. But wouldn't we agree... And this is right around the point where Russell Wilson... These are the kind of guys... Because the next three on here was Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. God, I love this guy. It's Derek Carr top 10. And then Russell Wilson at 11. So those three, I think that's right around the right tier, though. You're talking about a 7 through 10-ish tier. He's a good quarterback. So he's a top 10 quarterback. What's the, what's the, what's the deal? But that's my point. It's a verbiage thing. Because there are 32 teams. A third of the quarterbacks in the league are top 10 quarterbacks. He's yes. a good quarterback. He is not elite. Wow. Who would have thought that the guy who has a doctorate in English is very good at math as well? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that quick division. You like that? I did math real fast. It was pretty close. Now, before we go into the other players that got tagged here and not the huge trade talks that we've been having, I want to leave us with a fun fact. All Russell right. Wilson will be the first quarterback in NFL history to start for the team that he beat in the Super Bowl. Really? Fun. That fun, is fun actually fact. that's actually a lot more fun than I expected it to be. I know. You know how many times I've heard that in my life? <laughs> that was actually the first. Yeah. Now, I believe that as well. The as we were saying at the top of the episode here, March 8th today, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, there's a uh, franchise tag deadline. Yep. Now, for you out there that don't know what the franchise tag is, it's essentially... <laughs> I hope that they know. You never know, man. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's we, fair. Explain it to the listeners. Shout out to Parley Princess. That's why she loves listening to us, because like, I feel oh, like I'm more, I'm more informed. So this is how you have to do it, man. It's the Norm McDonald. Hey, explain it to the listener. And it's like the color red. Well, Turd really Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. There you go. Norm's the best. Carry on. I'm sorry. R.I.P. The franchise tag is a is a designation you can give to a player who's about to enter free agency, and if you are hoping to negotiate a long term contract, short term contract, whatever it may be, and they and they and the two sides do you not good? come to an agreement. It's it's been a little bit, <laughs> and the two sides cannot come to an agreement. Then that team has the right to place a franchise tag on them, which means that they have the rights to send player for that. For that next season, but that player is on the books for the market value of that position. Top five, right? It's like average of the top five. I believe so. Yeah, so I was for, gonna say maybe maybe it was good to explain it. <laughs> well, it'd be the market value whoever's setting the market. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For that, so for instance, like I said, I'm earlier, just Devon, stupid and I got mixed up. What oh you're no, don't worry, you are very stupid. Yeah, we, we uh, all know. <laughs> Like I said, Devontae Adams was tagged by the Green Bay Packers after the contract came out for Aaron. Devontae's on track to make around $18.4 million for that. And also, same as Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he's gotten it two years in a row. How do you think Chris Godwin feels about that coming off an ACL injury and without Tom Brady? Well, what I, I think that if you get it two years in a row, it gives you a bump. Like it's like a twenty percent bump on top of what you're already getting. And that's why you see guys like who we were talking about earlier, Devontae, I think, got double tagged, and that's why he's up at like twenty 
or something. Uh, and then Cam were, Robinson. Is Cam that what Robinson got double tagged. He did get double tagged. Back okay. to back. Going back to back like Drake. See, now, this is where it's crazy to me, too, is that I was thinking about this. If they did double tag, or just tag in general, Cam Robinson, it kind of really makes that first overall pick in April interesting. Because it could be Evan Neal, could be another tackle. You see a lot of teams really try to build through the line in the way Trevor Lawrence looked last year. That would make a lot of sense. But at the same point, imagine adding a guy like Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau to guys like Josh Allen down there. So Jacksonville has a couple fun pieces and it's wide open. But this this is what's so cool about this time of year with free agency and with the franchise tags. Because this is when we're going to figure out who is drafting what positions. Now, I'm very interested to see what the Cleveland Browns do. Now, they franchise had David Njoko here on Monday. That's going to cost around just, literally just a hair under about $11 million. Mm-hmm. I do not understand this move unless they move off from Austin Hooper. Oh, they, that's what this was. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of stories, not a lot of things that I've been I've seen circulating. But you got get got to get rid of Austin Hooper. Stupid move. He'll, he'll end up somewhere on a, on a prove me one year deal and he'll be fine. See, and I don't even necessarily, it wasn't like, I don't think it was a stupid deal at the time. It just, it didn't work I think out. It was a horrible deal at the time. Uh, he, he had one good year in an offense that he was clearly. But you also see that the opposite happened with Mark Andrews. It feels like he's only had a couple years and then he gets a payday. Even Hunter Henry struggling well, he, with injuries he went, he gets he went a payday. Out, Mark Andrews went two out of three. Okay, you but, know, you, you, but look, Hunter year. Henry too. He struggles with injuries. He struggles with a lot of injuries, but he's a great. He's a target machine, especially in the red zone, and that proved that. But you bring him in there. The but the way, way the Stefanski offense worked with like three tight ends with Hooper, Harrison Bryant, and Njoku. At that point, like, you got to get him out because Harrison Bryant is that guy. Yeah, as, when I agree number, with that, as the number two, it's just the dead cap. That's where you're going to possibly get into trouble with losing Hooper. I think he's something. Mingo ate, what? Mingo ate my baby shout out to the group from Northeast Ohio. I think that it's some part of like a $10 million deal or dead cap space where they might be married to him for another year and then it, it becomes kind of affordable to let him go. Now, the one thing I know that we were talking about off mic, I was going to say off camera, <laughs> off mic, which had you at least scratching your head. I was cool with it. Mike Gusecki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, gets tagged at that 10.9 price tag as well. Yeah, and I probably should I, – I should say this, that if I'm defending David Njoku getting tagged, I probably should defend Mike Gusecki. So it's probably good that you would call me out on that. Because Njoku, statistically, maybe not be the guy that deserves a tag, but you can feel that he's so close to exploding and being a really, really, really good tight end. Gusecki is an awesome red zone target. But he's never going to be the guy to get you more than 700 yards a year, maybe like seven touchdowns, wouldn't you think? I like Mike Gusecki. Now, the huge question mark that we're kind of leaving out on that is what is he going to be able to do in Mike McDaniel's offense? True. The the new head coach who's coming over as the offensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers. I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do. Tua's still not that guy to really stretch the field. My God, Mike Gusecki is an Ugly motherfucker. Oh, my God. I mean, he went to Penn State, so it makes sense that he is. Oh, you know what? Well, he, you know, he kind of looks like a robot mannequin. See, you see, you have to look at him with a beard. The one on the left, he looks more like a human being. See, that's what I'm talking about. He looks what like a human fuck? there. It's like a transformation. 
You know what? My bad, Mike Kosecki. Good for you, man. <laughs> You're forgiving him. All right. I'm cool. an asshole. I'm an asshole, but... Uh, but like, Miami Dolphins, side note, greatest NFL apparel. Uh, Dope logos. Love uh, the colors. Man. I'm the pastel prince, as my friends like to call me, so I'm all about the vibrant teal and like the little bright That's orange. That's different, because the people that like more blander, the darker colors, people like me, I'm a big... Like, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Raiders fan. Naturally. But the silver and black, the black... In white, black, and whatever, black and gray, you can do anything with the Raiders. It always works, and it always is slick. I don't know how you can say that they don't have better apparel than the Dolphins. Candy-ass uniforms, candy-ass colors. Back to your comment about Mike. It's like, I think <laughs> fair, the, fair. Okay, let's the, get think right the guys. I think the guy's the athlete. Now, to your point about the 700 yards, yeah, maybe he's not that guy that's going to eclipse that. But in an offense where two is struggling to stretch that field vertically, it's I fair. think that he is a great target for him. And at the end of the day, quarterbacks like Tua, it kind of like the point I want to get across with Hunter Henry and being in an offense with Cam Newton or Mac Jones, those guys like that that can't stretch the field, they need an athletic tight end. That's why Hunter Henry is getting a little bit overpaid regardless of his injury history. But this is why Mike Kosecki is getting paid as well. That is their best, most consistent weapon on the field. They have a they have a carousel of running backs. They can't really seem to hit on a wide receiver. I mean, how their number one, their number one wide receiver technically on the roster, what Devontae Parker? He's a stud. Don't get me wrong, but my God, he you're is right. That guy. Well, in uh, you know, all right, you know what? I'll actually concede this point because I will say this. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I will. Concede. What a day. Yeah, you're having a day. What I'll say is that if you are the Dolphins, you have all this money to spend, and right now you don't have a lot of guys that I guess you would be even worried about spending the money on to extend them. Gasicki's a guy you can figure out what you want to do in this year. 10.9, yeah, it's a lot for a guy that's going to be a 700, 800 yards, five touchdown guy, but you're going to also give two of that security valve, so... Reluctantly, I'll say, you know what, I'm okay with it, Steven, you'll... I'll give you a golf clap. And that's really all I asked for here, Wally. <laughs> it's just kind of giving that golf clap. Now, let's kind of transition over to the couple of players that we thought were kind of crazy that did not end up getting tagged. Now, obviously, J.C. Jackson with the Patriots. Is Bill Belichick yet again ahead of the curve with this guy? Or is he just letting an absolute talented cornerback walk in free agency right now? And that would be his second all-pro cornerback that he has let walk <laughs> in less than – in less than a season. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that they would have tagged him. And the fact that they didn't, you're right. If it was another team, I think that people would be more inclined to believe that they made a mistake, that they just were cheap. They didn't want to spend it. Kind of like how I know I ended, not to say I was wrong yet, or right or wrong yet. William Jackson third in the Bengals last year, I was pretty confident that he would be a tag. And when he wasn't, he was completely let go. And, I mean, I guess, again, I mean, it, it kind of proves that sometimes these guys in-house know what they're talking about. Maybe Bill Belichick's right. That wasn't the one that got me. I know you mentioned Chandler Jones, too. God, I got to go through the list. I had one earlier. When I first saw the name, I was, like, really stunned that he actually didn't get the tag. Now what? I'm stalling. You see me? I'm stalling. While you're looking for that, one that we did oh, miss Harold that Landry. got— Oh, Harold Go ahead. One that we did miss that got franchise tagged— it was Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, like you said, 10.9 mil is what they're going to be making. Is that is that a sufficient enough 
answer for letting Amari Cooper walk with a similar cap hit. That's an obvious reason of why they are tagging and doing what they're doing in the front office, I should say. You know, it's crazy because when they decide to cut Amari Cooper and then tag Dalton Schultz, it says that Dalton Schultz is the guy they wanted in that locker room. Now, whether that be for like on-field production or both on and off-field, Amari is a very quiet guy. He doesn't bitch a lot, but we've seen now in both of his exits from the Raiders and now from the Cowboys, he's shown a little bit of displeasure at the end of his time at both places, saying, hey, I can do a lot better than what I'm getting the opportunity to do. Maybe that's the same thing that's going on here. I... I I don't know. I, I thought that Dalton Schultz felt less valuable to me than Amari Cooper did. But with how much money they've put into that offense, maybe this is a, a way to have a cheap wide receiver option longer term by drafting one and potentially moving on from Schultz in a few years instead. I That's all I got. But my other one, I, I'm glad you're pulling it up right now, Harold Landry, he's another one of those guys where he might not be the Miles Garrett, TJ Watt kind of household names, but he is so valuable to that Titans team. And it felt like he was going to be one of the reasons that they were going to get past the Bengals and potentially get past the Chiefs as well. Didn't happen, of course, because Joe Burrow and the Bengals overcame nine, what was really 11 sacks. But Harold Landry, I mean, he's so young, he's so fast, he's explosive. I, I would have expected him to get a tag, and he didn't do it. Shout out to my boy, Harold Landry. North Carolina wrap up from Spring Lake. Not too far, probably about an hour and a half, hour 45 here from, from Raleigh, where I grew up. I was going to say that meant nothing to me. <laughs> but a year where you see the Titans' defense finally get back to at least a little bit better of a form than they were the year previous. You cannot let Harold Landry go. He had his career best 12 sacks. He had a lot of a lot of his career best this past year. If you're not to be able to tag someone at that age and just leaning completely on Bud Dupree, who's about 13 months removed from an ACL injury, didn't really perform that well. And I get it. It's, if it's a money issue, I completely get that. But the proof is in the pudding. When you have a defense, your team is way better and you have the number one seed. When they, when they didn't have that defense, they didn't really do shit in the playoffs. When they did, they were that team upsetting and making upsetting the Baltimore Ravens and making a run of the AFC Championship game. That was only two years removed. Am I right? Am I making that up? What, when they beat the... Wait, you said they beat... Titans go to the AFC Championship game two years ago. Yeah, and they lost to the Chiefs. That's what I thought. All right, no, I was confused what you were saying. No, but we are, we're on the same page. Absolutely, where... absolutely. <laughs> I was just getting reassurance I wasn't rambling over nothing. No, this is... This is... Again, the beautiful thing about doing live shows with you is that by the end of it, we're just mentally half gone, which is fine with me. Well, which means we're all, we're mentally gone, period, because we're already half gone coming into it. Yeah, that's, half that's is pretty, pretty fair. Dwindling down, and you can tell second by second, minute by minute. Well, what else happened this week? Do we have anything else? Do we have the tags down pretty much? Yeah, I'm thinking we're good with the tags. All right, cool. I'm good with the tags, too. For right now, anyways, free agency not far away. Like you said, new league year two. What, eight days away? Yes. By the time you guys hear it, it's probably a week away. This is when, again, this this is when the people at home need to have Ian Rappaport. You need to have Adam Schefter. You need to have the beat reporters for your team. Their tweet alerts on. 
This is when news is happening fast, people. When that free agency window starts, you will have so much fun if you mentally prepare yourself for your phone going off every 30 seconds. You're going to have Schefter and Rappaport tweeting about deals getting done, the actual details in the deals getting done. It's the best time of year. This is when, if you have a shitty team, be excited. This is it, Steven. And you blew it. You got Rodgers back. You don't have the fun opportunity we do. Hey, don't forget about getting Devontae back. You Fuck just, off. Yeah, you sad fucking bitch. We'll all die one day. Now, this is fun. We have the top four here in the salary cap. We have the Chargers, Dolphins, Jets, and Colts. You got the Jaguars around at the top five, as well as the Seahawks, the top six. All right, the Bengals, top seven. Fuck, those are just interesting teams to me. <laughs> the Bengals, obviously, okay, let's take 13 out of the 34 mil. That's going to be to Jesse Bates right there. You still got 21 mil to spend. Nice, good so, job. You did great. Uh, yeah, well, eat a bag of dicks. Let's take them out of there. Chargers with 56.3 mil to spend. Now, you add Mike Williams getting a contract today for three years, 60 mil. 40 mil of that guaranteed. So I wonder if they're going to make any moves because they need a bolster something on the defensive line to co- not only compliment Bosa, but to stop the fucking run. Maybe, I agree. Maybe they'll the, be maybe they'll be the one eyeing down Jordan, Jordan Davis. Davis. I knew where you were going. There I knew it is. Getting there. See, okay. So the Chargers have such a brilliant roster. That it makes it so frustrating that they didn't make the like the playoffs last year. I I'm a Raiders fan, so I was thrilled to be the team to beat them. That's awesome. Their rival, of course. But the Chargers, you know, every now and then I guess not so much you because nobody in your freaking division's ever good. But when <laughs> except for the Packers, baby. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like when you see really good teams, even in your own division, they're enjoyable to watch. You might be rooting against against them. Wow, sorry, I got a little hiccup there. But you might be rooting against them, but you at the same time, you are very entertained and invested in their games. It's the same kind of feeling I have with this Chargers team where it's frustrating that they aren't playing in big games because there is talent. There is talent all over that roster right now. And I stood up for Brandon Staley all year. But I think he's the reason why that they didn't make it. Well, At absolutely. some point, you're going to have to punt. You're going to have to kick field goals and settle. He's a butterfly effect head coach. And I think that, okay, but it was his first year. Don't you imagine that he's going to end up, like, learning from that? I think he will. Learn from it, yes. Change, really, how he coaches that team? No. I think he'll make a little bit smarter move. Smarter plays, smarter decisions down the stretch. Like, I don't know, kicking a field goal at halftime against the Chiefs. I remember that Sunday night game. That turned into no points. It was a complete clusterfuck. They go on fourth, get stopped at the goal line. Happened twice in that first half. You got to know when to settle. And I agree. The other aspect of it is if you want, especially the AFC now, if you want to win in the tough games, in tough atmosphere, Atmospheres <laughs> in tough at now you have to edit it. No, uh, no, in you tough, can clap all you want. That is gonna find its way in. In tough, you know what? Fuck it. In tough atmos- atmospheres. Yeah, I was gonna say it's harder to say it when you're trying atmospheres. to say atmospheres. Smears, atmospheres, smears. Jesus, it's tougher to win in those tough atmospheres. <laughs> that's definitely making it. But that's how that's how you're gonna win in the AFC. In the 
in the cutthroat division. You know that's yep. what the Ravens are going to be doing. You know the Chiefs are going to go for it on fourth down more times than not. All the top teams are going to do that. You know the Bills are going to. You have to. That That's how you're going to keep up. Will he learn from it? Yeah. Is he going to stay away from it completely? Absolutely not. No, I, he's not going to stay away from it. And I don't want him to. Because for the most part of this year, I was actually really excited with him being aggressive. It's just, there are points where it's, oh God, that Raiders game. They went for it on fourth and one at their 19, I want to say. And it felt like the game ended on that play. The Raiders were up, I want to say seven. It might have been 10. And then what happened is the Raiders did settle for a field goal. They did get lucky on that regard. But what they did is they flipped the entire game because it felt like the Chargers had momentum. Pissed it down their leg. Raiders had it. And it took getting to overtime to even have a shot. Chargers were a better team. They still are a better team. Staley will learn. I'm convinced he will. If he's this detailed in, in trying to get analytical, he's going to also understand that there is a human element and that he's going to have to dial it back a bit. But you got to be aggressive, baby. He's a defensive <laughs> coach. You know he's going to get in there. He's going to get in the nitty-gritty. Hell yeah. Bring me analytics. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck analytics. Do you have anything else? I, I don't have... Oh, you have goofy stories here. Let's do that. Let's get the goofy stories. Let's have that on, on, on a high, on a high note. note because I feel like... Uh, oh, shit. We forgot about Calvin Ridley. <laughs> How can we not talk about Calvin Ridley? Let's talk about Calvin Ridley before Let's we talk about some goofy stories. Calvin Ridley is now suspended one year because of gambling on NFL games. This dude put $1,500 parlay through like three to five to eight leg parlays. And he was caught using a FanDuel account. What an absolute moron. Dude gets suspended for a year. Kind of acting a little bit ridiculous on on Twitter, social media, how he's conducting himself and how he's really conducting the whole situation. But this is hilarious. As a gambling podcast, we could probably cross him off the list of a future interview of ever being able to have him on, on the show. So it's okay. It's a sad day. But oh, you never no know. way. I'd rather, I want to hear his picks. That's what I, I want to hear where he's picking now. Well, the Falcons were part of his parlays. Which, In all three, God. I believe, which is... I mean, at least he was betting them to win. Because if you're betting them to lose, it's like red flags galore. No. Because, well, I know that he wasn't playing in it, but it, it's... Good just, teams win, great teams cover. I think he understands that. <laughs> okay, it was... It was probably a little stupid on his part to go on Twitter last night because now he has no defense and an appeal. Because before he could have been like, wow, somebody used my name and my family. It wasn't me. And maybe they got it reduced a little bit. Don't have that option now because immediately he goes, hey, yeah, I bet only $1,500. I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> I've said that before. And yeah, I mean, we all have. We've all been to the 1500 If I had, had $1,500 for every time I said that, I'd have like a lot of money. Dude, I, could, I could also place on bets. <laughs> highly recommend what you do, by the way. One of my favorite things on earth is you guys basically set up a piggy bank for you and you put your chump change, you put your cash when you don't need to go to the ATM and drop it off in that piggy bank. And at the end of the year, that is your free gambling money for the next year. I like that. It's a really good idea. Like where I have gone into, like, you know how some people go on vacations, some people go to museums, I gamble. So at the start of every college Vacation football season. Vacation is every season. fucking week. Exactly. So I start my college football year every single first Saturday in August with $2,000 in hand. And I have about, I don't know, 20-ish bets. And if you're betting 
20 games, the same amount, you're betting straight, you're not being stupid and going parlays and all that, you're never going to actually lose that much money and you typically have a lot of fun. You go in with the mindset, you'll never see this money again. And if you do at the end of the season, it's money you didn't know you had. It's a great way to do it. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-GAMBLER. But, but make sure you follow Lawson down picks. You yeah. never have to do it. But we, yeah, we yeah. Nice but back to Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, I feel bad for him that he got a year for this because it sounds like he was very upfront, was honest about what he actually did where you have a lot of guys. Ray Rice incident. Uh, I, I mean, Dante Stallworth back in the day. Josh Gordon. Randy Gregory. It, the list goes Speaking on and on. Speaking of Josh Gordon, he did just re-sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. So just keep that heads up there. Shout out to right. Gordon. He's back in the NFL again for a full year. Don't you also like think that every year you're like, hey, maybe this is the year Josh Gordon's back. Like maybe he comes back. Like, this I'm is the year he's back. Yeah, well, I mean, back, back. Oh, he's back, baby. He's back, back. Is right. Except what else are you supposed to do in Kansas City, Missouri, just like outside of smoking weed? Well, they have great barbecue scene. Yeah, but it tastes really good when you're baked. I mean, that's... He's fucked, anyway. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. Um, other than that... Oh, no, that was... Other, no, going back to what I was saying, it just sucks that the NFL is so consistently inconsistent. Oh, it's amazing. If Because I don't actually even disagree... It's a total re- action-reaction league. It is. And what sucks is that had they handled like situations in the past before... I don't even think a year suspension is that crazy for basically a player jeopardizing the integrity of your sport that is just now getting into gambling for the first time ever. That makes it a little weird when you talk about the guys I talked about. Dante Stallworth, Ray Rice, Randy Gregory, Josh Gordon. Um, who's the guy, the UFC fighter, Greg Hardy? Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg yeah. Hardy. He All these also, guys. Yeah, he, he was half a year. NFL player before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he was suspended for eight games before he came back with the Cowboys, and everybody was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't feel comfortable rooting for this guy." Yeah. And that, that's what's frustrating is that the NFL doesn't have even a little self awareness. They don't really have the pulse on it until that's why it's that's why I said. An action and reaction league. They don't have a pulse on the whole situation or what what can happen on the outside yeah. until it happens. And they're like, shit, let me, ha- I have to walk this back. And that's why you have so much hate from Roger Goodell a lot. It's like, dude, not only are you not giving proper punishment, but then you're walking back punishment. Who the fuck does well, that? Well, and then they spend billions of dollars to investigate Deflategate and. For nothing. So, for nothing, and which is really no big deal. But then you have stuff like the black head coaches in not being hired in the hiring process in general, and there's no investigation into that. The league is so pathetic when it comes to social PR, and they have no idea how to look in a mirror. It's the biggest flaw in professional sports because you have Major League Baseball literally trying to end its own league right now. The NHL tried to Hell do yeah. that 20 they years should, ago. They needed. They just need to get rid of baseball, let's be honest. Well, I mean, they're trying. They're trying. I think the only commissioner in American professional sports right now that you can actually say is doing a decent job is Adam Silver. Adam Silver is the... He's the best by far. He's the GOAT. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. As you say it, you can see the face. You're like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I could... 
halfway out, I can just... Yeah, you're like, this is... I need, I yeah, need to get bring it back in. Here. All right, let's go off of Calvin Ridley. What else do we want to talk about? No, I'm, I do want to say one thing about oh, Calvin please, go Ridley. Ahead. You know, it's it's in the rules. I get it. I'm. How much more contradictory can we get? Two people on a gambling podcast, dog and a guy gambling. But here's the deal. You know it's the rule, but you can literally gamble on any other sport. And you pick not only your own team, the NFL. The only rule you would be breaking. If you were just gambling on fucking Iranian soccer league at 4.30 in the morning and that's what you were gambling on, you'd be in the clear. You wouldn't be having this conversation. But you had to pick the NFL. Yeah, it's insider trading. That's the reason everybody's hung up right now. And and on top of that is he left and left the team. To go away for his, you know, to focus on his mental health. And this is a result of him stepping away from the game. To focus on his mental health is putting a couple, couple parlays in, total of $1,500 for gambling. That's what's kind of shitty about it. I'm not I'm not saying the suspension is, is correct. I'm not on that side. But, A, Calvin, really, this is not a good look. Just like what you were saying on Twitter, being like, oh, ha, ha, I'll be back healthy next year. And then B, really, this rule just fucking just gamble on, on college football like the rest of us. Okay. And the early college basketball, because those are cash money. Two thoughts. Chris Carter, fall guy, he's right. How do you not have somebody else be making these bets for you yeah. under another name? Like every Ben Benjamin Albright is one of my favorite guys, favorite insiders in the NFL. And he even tweeted out yesterday, he's like, why didn't he have somebody else put in the bets like everybody else in the league? Because we know that these guys are gambling on it. Yes. Just don't be stupid about it. And he exposed himself. It's his own problem. So Chris Carter, fall guy, have your guy. And I guess the other part about <laughs> don't laugh at me for Chris that. Chris Carter, fall guy. I just love the have fall, a fall guy. Fall guy. Um, and then I had another thing I wanted to say uh, coming off what you said. And of course, here losing my, again. Oh well, I forgot, Stephen. Go go ahead. Like go to the next thing. If it comes back to me, I'll come back and say it. We got two TB related stories before we toss it out on it on out of here. First one: Tom Brady is set to produce and star in a quote unquote road trip like movie. It's about four Pats fans going to the 2017 Super Bowl. We all know that Super Bowl there, Walter. Yes, we do. This is going to be really bad. Shout out to Evan Desker, and yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> I, oh, I mean that. Bro. I mean that as a fun, like we're friend jab there. You and all the other Falcons fans out there. Well, so straight. He's like he's like he's gonna sit there and be like, "Wally, I didn't expect this from you." <laughs> so it, it's I didn't mean it bad. No, that's no. Not you true. meant it. Yeah, he's no, lying. I said no. I, I meant it as a poke, and I deserve it. I'm just lashing out because I'm angry today. Okay, so the road trip movie. No, I don't want to see it, and but it does remind me. There was a movie, I want to say about 15 years ago, called Fanboys, that was written about Star Wars fans in the late 90s, early thousands, that grew up obsessed with it, reading the books and all that, and sadly, one of their buddies is apparently dying of cancer, so they decide that they're going to break into George Lucas's house and watch episode one before it's released to make sure their friend can see it before he passes away. That's the way they have to go about this road trip movie. It has to be comedy. It has to be 
ridiculous. They have to somehow make it a way where this road trip is somehow impacting the game. Kind of like, you, you know, you're an Always Sunny fan. Of course. When it's Always Sunny, when they win or the Eagles win, it all comes back to somehow the gang had something to do with it. Of course. So D has a pink eye and she gives Tom Brady a towel that has her pink eye on it. He throws a pick because of it. And what, Charlie Day, he's got himself caught in like mouse traps and stuff because that helps him win. That's what I expect from this movie where people somehow are so ridiculous that it is like either a motivational tool for Tom Brady or something. That's the only way this movie can even be watchable. And apparently he's going to be starring in it too as one of the as one of the guys. Oh, that makes me nervous. That's <laughs> that makes so me nervous. So it's gonna no. be so bad, which brings me to the next oh, point. Oh no, that's not good. Well, we had a very similar movie discussion about this. Uh a one Kevin James. <coughs> we don't talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. <coughs> Fuck. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. No, we're talking about Kevin oh, come James. That's Encanto, the new Disney movie. We don't talk I'm really about fucking Bruno. talking about Oh, yeah, you know, up. yeah, that's good. Kevin James starring as Sean Payton in, in the Bounty Gate movie. We still need to watch that, by the way. That's going to happen some point. Like, we might. What? Oh, my God. We have to talk about the guest situation. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to save that? Get in here now. All right. We have no other choice. All right, guys, this has got out of hands. Every time that we cut together, beers start flowing, shows get ridiculous, and that's what's happening. So, anyways, before we forget, we have to bring up, we are going to start bringing on some of our friends as guests here over the next few months. We figured this way it helps you guys feel a part of this podcast. It helps you want to share it. We're happy to talk your teams with you. And then we also bring in another voice of a fan out there. So if you want to be on this at any point, you want to talk about your team, anything else NFL related, send Steven and I or text, send us a message on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of that. And we'll try during this off season to get you on. It doesn't work this off season. We'll wait until next one. But anyways, the reason I brought that up <coughs> The reason I brought that up is because maybe that's one of those things that we can do with one of the guests. We have a, a, a watch party with the guests. We watch it, and then afterwards we talk about it, the three of us. So that's an idea. Oh, you know what I mean? Where it's like a movie review. It would be terrible. It would be great at the same time. Anyways, interested in coming on, let us know. Steven, what else do we have? We I know we have one or two other things. Last, last thing, which I'm upset the, last, the second TB, Tampa Bay, they're bringing back the creamsicle unis this year. Not only the all oranges, but the white tops with the orange bottoms. A, are you excited? B, how excited are you? C, are you upset that Tom Brady's not going to be rocking it with Gronk? Uh, excited, it? yes. Two and 11 out of 10. These are our top five jerseys in the history of football. Okay, in the history of the NFL... Okay, I gotta be careful. I'm trying to do math in my head. You got the Raiders, Steelers, Packers, uh, Cowboys. Uh, okay, probably top Cowboys. ten. Probably top ten. It's probably a top ten uniform. On top of that, yeah, I'm really disgusted with Tom Brady. Actually, can you imagine how many cool creamsicle Tom Brady uniforms or jerseys you'd see around the country? And imagine. You know what colleges at universities on like Fridays when people wear jerseys? Yep. I know at Ohio State we had this thing called Beat the Clock. Awesome bar. Yep. 
iPadio, and you... Fradio, R.I.P. Yeah, God, R.I.P. though. It was good though, because you would have, at 2 o'clock, you could pay $2 for a picture, beer, 3 o'clock, it was $3, dollars four, four, five, five. But everybody would wear jerseys for Beat the Clock. You would see 20% of the people there in some form of Tom Brady jersey, and most... <coughs> You good? Yeah, dude, I'm fucking fine. Anyways, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> you you should have just kept going. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep this in. Okay, do it. Yeah, I'm going, dude, don't tell me to do it. <clears throat> fucking do it, or you're fired. I'm fired, alright. Well, that sucks. What were we talking about? Uh, so the creamsicle jerseys. Oh, no, all right, all right. You sell like twenty Tom Brady jerseys. Yeah, Friday, it right? would be crazy because you would literally be every five guys you would see a Tom Brady jersey. You even started seeing Michigan Tom Brady jerseys in the last five ten years. Oh, yeesh. people are trying to get into new ones. So the fact that they are going to creamsicles now, you'll still see them because people will customize them, but it will not be the same. And I'm disappointed in you, Tom. Because I wanted to see it. Okay. It's okay. You, you have to yell at Giselle. I am, I'm yelling. I called her apparently uh, Gazelle uh, a few weeks ago when I did a, a, an individual show. And they let me know about it. So where were you when <laughs> it was just me? G- I, go, I called her a Gazelle. And yeah. I dead-ass meant it. I was like, oh, Gazelle. This is great. Disappointing. All yeah, right. read a fucking book. Well, no, I knew what her name was. I just said it wrong. I just called her a gazelle instead of Giselle. I'm trying to find creamsicle jerseys. All I can tell. I can you're you're shit. searching for Tom Brady creamsicle. It's not going to work. Yeah? I'm going to find it, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is going to bring us to yet another episode of Loss of Down. Finally, it's been too long, Wally. Yeah. But uh, not, lo- <laughs> not long enough. Jesus Christ. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook and Instagram at Loss of Down and Twitter. Down underscore loss. I am Stephen Weed. Always joining me is Wally Lukashensky. What stupid fucking parting words do you have? Okay. I, I've actually got a couple for you. So, you know, the most frustrating thing on earth is when someone honks at you. Yes. It doesn't matter. I could have run over your child. And if you honk at me, I'm ready to go to war. And I think that you're wrong no matter what it's about. Okay. Today. Seems seems kind of premeditated, but continue. It it was premeditated. But today, on my way here, I'm already disgusted because I get in my car. I'm an hour late because the Russell Wilson and Devontae Adams news has completely derailed my day. So I'm not able to get out of the house when I want to. I'm having to keep reading, watching, stuff like that. Uh, we don't need Devontae. <clears throat> Sorry, did I say that out loud? I I, uh, I kind of apologize. So what happened was I took a left turn at this very busy intersection in the Pittsburgh area. At first, there was a honk. It's a two-lane. Two lanes are going left. You're going, getting ready to get on the highway. I'm out there about halfway into my turn, and this horn is laid on. And at first, I just thought, hey, you know what? No big deal, whatever. And he honks again. And now I'm pissed. Because I thought, I'm like, even if it's a guy to the left of me, we're both going to the same 
speed here. We're both turning the same way. Like, it, this is an attack on both of us. The guy splits us, and he turns up, honks on his brakes, right in front of me, turns around, F me's. I have no idea what I did. I was ready to die. Steven, I was ready to die. I was literally ready to follow this man. Road rage off a cliff. There's nothing more frustrating than getting honked <laughs> at. And here's the kicker. My horn is broke. It is broken. I cannot even get a lock noise on my car right now because I love to use my horn. That's who I am. And there's nothing more debilitating. You feel like your lifeline is taken away when you cannot honk at somebody on the road that's honked at you. You just gotta give them a good old-fashioned thumbs down. It, no, whatever. I that's That was my ultimate thing. Whatever. Well, it was an entertaining day watching you be miserable. Thank you for driving to Columbus. Yeah, I guess it was cool that you're happy with Aaron Rodgers. We get to hear you bitch about another AFC... AFC. NFC Championship game loss next year. Yeah, no, I can't wait. Don't forget about us uh, tagging Devontae Adams, the guy you really wanted. I didn't want him. I didn't want him. It's all right. Hey, don't worry. Antonio Brown's back on the free. (laughs) You already said that. It's a great joke. I didn't say it when it was being recorded. Yes, you did. It's going to be in there twice. Whatever. Just like I'm in this bitch twice. He is Walter. I am Steve. Until next time, we are Loss of Down. And Wally's just a sappy, sad little bitch. Car's better than Russell Wilson. P.S. 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 Your boy, Harold Landry, did end up getting re-signed by the Tennessee Titans after not getting the franchise tag. He lands with Tennessee for five years, $87.5 million with 52.5 guaranteed. There you go. Yeah, we're about 45 minutes after we finished recording. We saw the news. We had to bring it up. It makes sense, though, because we've also seen guys like Njoku sign the tag and they're open to negotiations they're trying it's just basically a band-aid to get an extension yeah, so except this guy didn't get the franchise tag exactly you're a fucking moron well i know but i'm just saying it's the same kind of thing wasn't there something else just, oh yeah also mccaffrey christian mccaffrey cmc sounds like the panthers are willing to deal him why not 10 games in the last two seasons, yes, he's very productive. Yeah, but like, is it worth the price tag? I don't know who would be willing to give up anything more than maybe a fifth or a sixth. You know how NFL teams trade for halfbacks? It might not even be a fifth. It might literally be like a sixth in McCaffrey, next year's McCaffrey to the Dolphins. I'm ready to hear it. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Well, we were talking about Sean Watson, didn't we? Or was that after as well? That might be after Oh my god. Again, so that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Last thing, last slice. This is a fun postscript for you guys. Deshaun Watson, it looks like he is going to be basically legally eligible to play again, which means if that's the case, maybe the NFL still suspends him for conduct detrimental to the league. But outside of that, I mean, he's going to be playing football again, which means maybe that's the Panthers. Sounds like they're interested. CMC. I don't know. Something I think about. But again, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys a lot.